Thank you, Reverend Stewart, for leading the opening part of the meeting tonight. And thank you as well, not just to him, but to the whole session of the church for giving us this opportunity to report back to our home congregation on our recent trip to Kenya together. I know that what Ethan, Anna, Lydia, and Morgan have to share with you all tonight is going to be of interest to every one of you because you all took an interest from the very first time this trip was mentioned, it was announced, and you took an interest in each of these four young people who were um, putting themselves forward to be a part of this trip. So I know that uh, you'll be very interested to hear what they have to say tonight. And I want to speak on their behalf for a moment or two before we get stuck into the report itself. I want to thank on their behalf every member of this church who's been praying for us, both before the trip happened and definitely while the trip was in progress as well. There were a lot of text messages coming through nearly every day from different people saying they were praying for us uh, and whatever we were doing on any given day. So thank you all for praying for us. And also to the session and committee of this church who for some reason vouched for each of these four characters to be a part of the team. Uh, thank you for that, otherwise it never would have happened. But also, uh, more importantly than that, for contributing, um, not just prayerfully but financially, toward the travel costs for every member of the team from this church. Um, rather than speaking on their behalf uh, for the whole time tonight, I also want to speak directly to you four who are sitting nervously down there. Thank you for agreeing to come on what is such a major trip with all of your fears, with all of your worries about how it might go. You sacrificed your summer, you sacrificed your money as well, and certainly overcame some of those worries and fears that no doubt you had about coming to Kenya. So thank you. And most of all, thank you for being such an asset to the work that we were trying to do while we were there in Kenya. I believe the Lord used you and certainly blessed you as well. And so let me say that all four of these young people by the work that they did during the course of the trip, by the way that they conducted themselves throughout the trip, they were a credit to this church congregation. They were a credit to their families who are all here tonight. Uh, you can be very proud of the work that they did and the way that they did it. But ultimately, the way they conducted themselves, all of those things testify to the work that God has done in their own lives. And that ultimately is what we give him all the praise and glory for. Now, I'm not going to delay any further. As Mr. Sturt's already said, I'm not here tonight to share with you my experiences and my thoughts of Kenya. You've already heard all of that, and you're going to have to sit through it again in a few months' time. So I'm instead going to hand over the rest of the report to these four, Ethan, Anna, Lydia, and Morgan, in that order. And so they'll come forward and do their own piece. Ethan, first of all, who's going to give us a little bit of background on the team, the travel, and Kenya in general, and a few other bits and pieces as well. So come on ahead, Ethan, and you can start. Those shorts are uh, of note in that picture, I think you'll find. That's a good way of starting. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, I was going to say thank you, Glenn, but never mind. Uh, as Glenn and Mr. Stewart has said, uh, we had the privilege uh, to go to Kenya over the summer, and including us, uh, as you see us there, and I'll quickly switch that photo over. So... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so there was, there was us four and then there was 11 other people, uh, young people, and then there was uh, the Reverend Paul Foster and the Reverend Garth Wilson with uh, Glenn and Alistair joined us on uh, the Wednesday. Before I start, I just want to say, as Glenn already said, thank you to everybody who prayed for us, thank you to the church and for everybody else who even financially supported us 
but most importantly to God for giving us the opportunity to go over to Kenya and uh, to serve him in that way. And as many always say for these trips of uh, how they were life-changing and how it was an amazing experience, I can only agree with what they say and more. It was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and I agree with, it was, it was just a life-changing experience. Even to see another work outside Northern Ireland and how God can move not just in Northern Ireland, but move in such powerful ways in other countries. And one thing that stood out for me was throughout the whole time for the Kenyan people, even for maybe how little that they had, the joy of the Lord they had in all things, even seeing the children and how joyful they were in learning the Bible, the Bible verses, it just a truly amazing time. And the, the joy of the Lord they had in all things at all ages really spoke to me, reminded them of how we're to even be thankful for how, so, how much of a blessed people we are and how easily we can take so many things for granted. Yet the Lord blesses us in so many ways. So this group, well, the four of us uh, left for Balmina, uh, left from Balmina and headed to Hillsborough where we met with the rest of the group under the guidance of the Reverend Paul Foster and Garth Wilson, and uh, who were our leaders for our trip. So then we had, we traveled from Dublin on a seven-hour flight to Doha, and then from a five-hour flight from Doha to Nairobi, and then an internal flight from Nairobi to Eldra, and then a drive uh, to Katali. So in simple terms, there was quite a lot of traveling, but, but it was all well worth it in the end. Uh, over the two weeks, uh, they were split in two. So the first week we spent in Katali, and then the second week we spent in Kakamega. So I'm glad there's arrows, because I wouldn't be. Uh, so Katali is up northern, and Kakamega is down in the southern part of uh, Kenya. And our first week, well, even before I say that, at this point, it would only be right to thank even uh, the Reverend Patterson and his wife, uh, who are the missionaries over in Kenya at the time, uh, for their guidance, for their uh, amazing hospitality and their planning throughout the whole two weeks. In the first week while we were at Katali, uh, the girls stayed at the compound and then the, fel uh, the fellas stayed at Amani radio station uh, and the rooms they had there. Uh, in our first week in Katali, we were to cover three areas, uh, three glory Bible churches, Tantana uh, with Pastor Emmanuel, Bekeke with Pastor Andrew, and uh, Simulatea. And over these times, we would cover, and we were split into three groups, and we would cover the Sunday service and the, chill, or in the Sunday school meetings that morning, and then we would cover the VBSs on the Monday and the Tuesday, and then the youth conferences, one was on a Wednesday and one was on a Thursday. And then in the second week, we went to Kakamega. There are two Bible, Glory Bible churches there. Uh, in Kakamega, it is Pastor Patrice. And uh, in Naporo, it is Pastor Benson. And again, the same thing has happened with a few more meetings and a few more fellowship meetings there. And, uh, and all, uh, one of the highlights especially was the young people in Kakamega. How, how at home they made us feel straight away and how such an amazing people they were and how you were even to build friendships with a Kenyan, and it was just amazing. So we arrived on the Friday, and uh, hungry and tired, so we went in, the Pattersons made us some food, and then uh, we, we spent some time together, got to know each other a bit more, and then uh, more or less went straight to bed. Uh, on the Saturday morning then, uh, we had the opportunity and the privilege to go uh, to the Katali Aramani radio station, uh, and that is where the Swahili uh, LTBS, Let the Bible Speak Radio broadcast and programs or a broadcast every day, and even to have a tour around the, the whole place, and for the boys had the opportunity to stay there. It was an amazing opportunity even to see how the work goes in Kenya for the radio broadcast, and how even they're unreal at it, so fair play to them. But 
Uh, <laughs> and uh, so on the Saturday, we had the privilege of going around then, and then we were shown a bit more around the area. I got to go to a, sh- a few more shopping centres, and then had a time of devotion and singing after. And again, not to sound like a puppet, but throughout the whole time, you think you're going out there to meet the Kenyans, but even the group, and how well the Lord blessed us, even with a unity through the group. And uh, even at tired stages, there wasn't really any background, but uh, we stayed together, and uh, the devotions and the singing were another great highlight of that. And uh, at this point, I'll hand back to Anna then to do her bit. Evening. Um, so tonight, I'm going to tell you a bit about the Sabbath days and a few of the prayer meetings that we had in the two weeks that we were there. So our first proper meeting with the Kenyan people was on the Sunday, and our group our group that left from here was split into three and then my group went to Tantana. So there we took the Sunday school in the morning and as the Sunday school began more and more kids joined us and it was so lovely to see so many gathered in um, and to see their smiley faces in person. One thing I'll not forget um, about that morning was whenever we came in they began to sing I will make you fishers of men. And it kind of hit me then that we were actually in Kenya. And it brought a tear to my eye hearing them in person rather than just on videos like at meetings like this here. I had the privilege to bring them a lesson of the lost coin. And even with the translator, they just, they listened so well. And at the end, Pastor Emmanuel actually got them to like repeat a wee bit back to me to show that they had been listening, which was really encouraging. You can see there, a picture of us up on the right getting a feed at Pastor Emmanuel's um, but his wife and him kindly made for us in between the two meetings. We then had our Sunday service, um, there's a wee picture down there on the left and many gathered in like the Sunday school, the, the room was full and there was even people standing outside listening and God's presence was definitely felt that Sunday. <coughs> So then the prayer meeting that week, um, my group went to Shimu Latewa, and this is the building that we were in. One thing I noticed, and we were told about this, um, the Kenyans and their timings are very different to us. For example, if a meeting began at, say, 3 p.m., um, that's like, come any time you want between 3 and 4 for them, and get started whenever we're ready. But they're definitely a lot more, they're definitely a lot more laid back than us folk over here. But we got used to their timings. We had a great time of prayer that evening. And even though some prayed in Swahili, you were still able to pray with them. Um, You could understand them pleading with God and praising God. And it was just a real blessing to pray with other believers in opposite parts of the world. The second Sunday then, we were split into two groups. And my group went to Kakamega. Um, There we took the Sunday school again. And it was split between three age groups. And they could have ranged from ages two years old to over 20. There were sometimes babies, like newborns, brought in with their siblings into the meetings. Um, Morgan took one of the meetings, um, the kids' meetings, and Pastor Patrice translated for her. I was so encouraged by the numbers of kids again. And each room was filled. And you can see some of the young people that were there in them pictures. After we got to chat to some of the kids and young people, some of the children would come up to you and smile and shake your hand and then just run off. 
but they just wanted to make you feel welcome and to say hello to you. For the Sunday services, we then travelled just up the road where they rented out a part of a hotel for their meetings. Um, we had our first meeting where the young people of Kakamega took part and also our group took part. And then, so they have two services in Kakamega. So in between the services, we got some chai tea and we had fellowship with the young people. The young people took us between services to the Bible bookshop, which you can see there. It was just across the road and we got speaking to so many young people that day. One guy in particular, he was called Steve, he was telling me how that he had got saved through the work out there in Kenya and how the bookshop was a great blessing to him and also to the others around. Um, so that was really encouraging to hear from him. We then went back for our service, our Sunday service that afternoon and the rest of the group joined us and again the presence of the Lord was greatly felt in that meeting. These people have such a great burden for others and are doing a great work out there for the Lord. And there is a great need for the Lord to work out there and to move. <clears throat> then our final prayer meeting in the second week was in the bookshop. And the young people from Kakamega joined us and we had a great time of prayer where so many took part. Um, it was sadly even knowing that this was the last prayer meeting we would have with them. Over the two weeks we, that we were there, and between five different places we each went to, they all had one thing in common, and that was the joy of the Lord. It was so clear um, to see through anything that they'd done, and also how content they were with everything that they had. And this was, it was really challenging to me. This trip was a great blessing to me, and I would love, I would love to go back, as the Lord wills. But while we are here, we can keep praying over, for them over there in our prayers as they labour on for the Lord. Thank you. So just following on from Ethan and Anna, I'm just going to bring you a short report on the vocation Bible skills, which we led during our time in Kenya. Uh, to cover all the areas that we wanted to reach, our teams were split into three small groups. And this way we were able to rotate around all three church congregations more easily, giving everyone in the team an opportunity to get to know um, each church more on a personal level. The first week of our mission trip seen us visit Tantana, Bekege, and Shimalatewa. Our VBSs were held on the Monday and the Tuesday of each week and were greatly supported with about 80 children in attendance each day. These meetings took a very similar format to our Bible clubs here at home with the singing of choruses, a lesson from the Bible, the learning of a memory verse, and a quiz to conclude each meeting. Afterwards, the children were able to colour in a worksheet, which was always related to the Bible lesson, or play games with us. And no different to home, football was a very popular uh, favourite amongst the children, along with What Time Is It, Mr Wolf, and Duck Duck Goose. Um, this hour after each vocation Bible school was a personal favourite of mine as it was an opportunity to further get to know the children and form friendships with the workers from the churches. However, just as there was many things that reminded me of home from these vocation Bible schools, there was also many things that resonated with me and left me feeling challenged coming back um, to our own children's work here at home. We can so easily take for granted simple things like colouring in worksheets, prizes always there to be won, and receiving sweets at every meeting. At each VBS meeting, almost every child would ask if they could take their one colouring in pencil home, which they had used that day. And this one thing struck me the most. 
To us, that might not mean a lot, but to them, it meant so much. On the last day of the VBSs, the team were able to give each child a small gift. And this particular afternoon quickly became a personal highlight of mine from the trip. Each child received one small gospel track, a packet of sweets, and one colouring in pencil for them to keep. It was like Christmas morning to these children. Um, on this particular afternoon, I remember one little boy coming up to me and asking me if the colouring in pencil was his to keep. And when I responded yes, his eyes instantly lit up. And with a big smile, he responded with Ansante, which is thank you in Swahili. For the team, this was such a joy to see um, all the little ones so happy. And to be able to be as much of a blessing to them as they had been to us over the course of the VBSs. Even though the VBSs were only held over the course of four days, there were great friendships formed between the team and the children, making it just that little bit harder to say our goodbyes. We received countless hugs and a lot of questions as to when we would be back to see them again. As sad as it was at the time, I seen it as such a blessing to have formed such great friendships with these little children that saying goodbye was that bit harder. Preparing for tonight, I was reminded of the devotional shared with the team on our first night in Kenya by the Reverend Paul Foster. And it's found in Acts 9, where we read of Ananias and his prayer to God to make him um, an instrument in God's service. And as a team, this was our prayer for the VBSs. And I'm so thankful that tonight I can say that God answered each one of our prayers. What a privilege it was for us as a team collectively to be used as instruments to carry the good news of the gospel into these little children's hearts and lives. Just to give you all a better taste of our four days of VBS, I just have a short video clip to finish with. Thank you. To finish off our Kenyan report this evening, I'm going to give you a brief overview of the youth work which we carried out as a team. 
Our youth work took the format um, of a youth conference in both Catali and Kagamega, as which was previously mentioned. Our first week was spent in the surrounding places of Catali, and the youth conference was held on a Thursday in Shimalataiwa, and thus concluding the first week of our trip. For our first youth conference, the young people from Tantana and Bekeke came to join us in Shimalataiwa. There was approximately 200 young people attended, which was incredibly encouraging for us as a team and for the small church works out there. Not only was it an encouragement to us, but it also greatly challenged us as a young team, seeing so many young people travel great distances to make it to this meeting, especially when traveling is a lot more difficult and complex in Kenya than here at home. The second week we traveled to Nayaporo, where we held our second youth conference on the Wednesday, and here we also had more young people joining us from the Kagamega Church. There was approximately 108 young people in attendance. And again, as a team, we were really encouraged to see such a hunger for God's word amongst the Kenyan youth fellowships in the local churches. With regards to the, to the layout of these meetings, they were similar to how we would do things over here. One of the ministers would come up and pray. We would then sing a few hymns and then there would be either a group singing or a testimony and then we would come to the preaching of God's word. The biggest difference that we found was that they had three individual meetings throughout the, throughout the one day instead of just having one as we would do. After the first morning meeting, there would be a short break, and then after the second meeting, we were provided with our lunch. After this lunch break, we would then go into our final meeting. As we spent our time that day in the one place, it provided the team with many opportunities to talk with the young people from the different areas and develop those personal friendships with them. I had the privilege and opportunity of sharing my testimony at one of these youth meetings. At the time I was nervous, like I am now, but with God's help and grace, I was able to share with young people the blessings that God has given me and how he has worked and continues to work in my life. Now that I've been to Kenya, it has really shown me how privileged we are here in Northern Ireland with not only the church facilities we have, but as I look on my own life, what a blessing it has been growing up hearing God's word and being blessed with so many Christian friends. We also had the opportunity to go to the Bible study um, with young people from Kagamega, um, which was held in Beulah Bookshop on our final Wednesday night. Um, there was around 20 young people there along with Pastor Patrice. They do things slightly differently than we would over here. Um, they choose a book to study and then they take a chapter each week to study in depth. Some of the young people take part in this as one person will read out the chapter first of all and one of them will then lead the study. As the chapter was being read out, when it comes to a Bible reference, we then went around the group um, as each person would get involved and read out one of the Bible references. After the chapter was finished being read, one of the other young people um, would bring the points forth from the chapter um, and explain it. It was then open for anyone else to put forward what they find interesting or what they thought about the points. The Bible study night was one of my highlights from the trip as it was different from anything at home and it was a great night of fellowship with the Kagamega young people. It was a privilege as a team to have the opportunity to come around God's word with these young people as they led the Bible study. The opportunity to go to Kenya will be one that I never forget. It's been a life-changing experience that has impacted my own walk with God as I've been so encouraged to see God work in the land of Kenya. That even though we are in countries so far apart from each other, we have our hope in the same Lord Jesus Christ who died for all of us. And just to finish with a verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, 
always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labour is not in vain in the Lord. And now there's just going to be a short clip. Just to finish uh, our part of uh, the meeting, as you can all tell, it was quite a busy two weeks in Kenya. It was a, a blessed time we had in Kenya. For me, again, it's been the best thing I've ever experienced. And again, to anybody who would ever get the opportunity to go, the one word of advice I can say is go. As the trip finished, uh, then uh, after the last youth conference, then we travelled home. And uh, I have a bit here to say about the travelling, but I just didn't go 100% straight forward. And I'll maybe just leave it out there. Uh, but uh, the Lord's hand was even upon us through the travelling. And uh, essentially, one of our flights got pushed back a few hours. And uh, it made all the crossovers very tight. And uh, Glenn and Alistair weren't very optimistic. And then their stress was coming through all the rest of us. But it wasn't their fault. But uh, So it was a very stressful time. And I, I remember sitting on the phone with mum and dad. And as you could tell, uh, a very just at ease conversation, no real stress about it. Uh, but uh, my morning devotion, the verse I had that morning was Romans 8 and the verse 28. 
And basically, uh, what the devotion had homed in on is that all works together for his good. And uh, that calmed me down at that point. And then I went to sit down after the phone call. And uh, the, the girl, Esther, who you've seen in the video, giving her testimony, she was in another conversation. I didn't mean to be eavesdropping, but all I heard in this conversation was that exact verse of Romans 8, verse 28. And she said those exact words. And then the Reverend Foster said that he thought we should have had a time of prayer in uh, the airport. And uh, those exact words, he prayed them. And that calmed me down for knowing that God had, has had, it, had his hand upon us for the whole time in Kenya and it wasn't going to stop but his hand was going to stay with us and as he is the sovereign ruler of the sky so we were to trust him as he had shepherded us through the whole trip he would continue to do so and this is only one of the many things I could mention to show how God was with us in a very close way throughout our whole trip so after this stressful uh, hour or two and a very quick jog or run whatever way you want to put it uh, through Nairobi Airport. We arrived back in Northern Ireland and although I was glad to see family and friends and uh, obviously they get the Chinese in the first night home, <laughs> I, as all of us would say, I, we would have all went back uh, the very next day in a heartbeat. God blessed our time in Kenya so much and for this we give him all the praise and all the glory and there's so much we could all say but words can't put, it, put into context just how amazing this trip was and again all praise to God and for a favorite part there's many things we could say uh, to get and to actually go on the trip to get and to know the people the devotions we had with the the group the young people in Kakamega uh, the singing and as you've heard how great the singing was and all the fellowship we had or even the Northern Ireland versus Kenya football match which I can say Northern Ireland gladly won but uh, out of them all the the best and the highlight for me was Hearing the Northern Ireland and the Kenyan voices coming together in the Bible and the bookshop that last night singing Till We Meet Again. And although the Kenyans were fascinated at the whole idea of waving a white handkerchief, they soon got to the grip of it. And we soon, especially for me as I was sitting there, I realized how privileged and blessed I was to be able to go to Kenya, see the way the work was, and see how the Lord can bless in another country and how the Lord even blessed us through it and just how a privilege it was that we were able to go on that trip. So I hope this has been a blessing to you tonight. Uh, there's a few points for prayer uh, that we have for even the children and the young people that heard the message over in Kenya, that they would be saved, that the kids that came to the VBSs, the, the VBS numbers were very high even compared to some of the Sunday schools, so that the Lord would even bring the kids into the Sunday schools and they would get them into the church, that the young people there some already have an interest and some of those who maybe don't have at the minute that the Lord would give them an interest in serving God the Kenyan pastors that are already in the churches and all the different are in the five areas for new Kenyan pastors and uh, for new churches uh, to be planted uh, for the Reverend, Reverend and Mrs. Patterson as they continue the work there out in Kenya and then as uh, has already been said for Glenn and Emma and the kids as they go to prepare they prepare to go to Kenya and uh, just at the end of it all, all glory to Christ for all he done. And uh, again, much thanks that he gave us the opportunity to go. And uh, for everyone who prayed for us. So thank you very much. Well, thank you, Ethan, Anna, Lydia and Morgan for taking us through that tonight, for organizing all that you've seen and heard on the uh, clips and the, the pictures and the video tonight. 
but also for so capably and enthusiastically presenting the trip. But more widely than that, the needs of Kenya generally as a nation and the work of Glory Bible Church in which we were all involved. I hope you're encouraged because I definitely am as I sit and listen to the four of them. I'm not that much older than these four, but I am a wee bit older than these four. So it is encouraging to me to see uh, those of the next generation or half a generation beyond me have an interest in the work of God, have an interest in missionary work and be so willing to involve themselves and sacrifice in his service. So thank you to the four of you for doing that for us tonight. Now, before I hand over to Mr. Greer, I want to draw your attention to something in God's Word. In Psalm 67, if you'll turn there with me, please. Psalm 67. Just for a a few moments, we're going to work our way through the first four verses of the psalm, which is, as you'll be able to tell as we make our way through it as a missionary psalm, there's no uh, real other way of describing it. Um, So we'll begin to read Psalm 67, and we'll read now just verse 1, and I'll make a few comments before we go on to the next verses. Psalm 67, verse 1. God be merciful unto us, and bless us, and cause His face to shine upon us. This effectively, in verse 1, is a prayer for the people of God, that He would bless them, that He would cause His face to shine upon them. In this case, it's for God to bless the people of Israel. They are the ones who are to pray this particular prayer in verse 1. What I want you to notice about that prayer is that as we continue through this psalm, you'll see that it's not a selfish thing for the people of Israel to pray in that way, that the Lord would bless them, that He would shine His face upon them. Nor would it be for us tonight to pray along those lines that the Lord will bless us. We are spiritual Israel, and so we, of course, can pray the same things as they prayed here in verse 1. But I want you to notice it's not selfish, it's not insular to pray that God would bless us. I can tell because of what verse 2 says. It goes on to say that or so that, Lord bless us, so that thy way may be known upon the earth, thy saving health among all nations. So, what does it mean when you put all of that together, verse 1 and verse 2? It's telling you that the Jewish people wanted God's blessing upon them. They wanted it to be visible that His face was shining upon them so that other nations might see their God is the true God. It's not our false gods. It's not our idols. Their God is the true God. We'll turn to Him. We will believe in Him. So, the, 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 the people of Israel and the, and the psalmist who wrote this particular psalm had a missional idea in mind that other nations would see what He was doing with them and would turn to Him, would trust in the God of Israel. And we, as I've said already, we can pray the same thing. We can pray for the blessing of God upon us as a church here in this particular place as the people of God, because that is a means of those who are not yet His people being made His people. That is a means of those who are not yet in spiritual Israel being brought to know His way, being brought to know His salvation. And so, as we pray for the Lord's blessing upon us in Balamina, it's not a selfish thing if our view is that He might reach others through that blessing. I can be really specific about that tonight in light of what we've already heard, because we often pray in these prayer meetings week after week that the Lord will strengthen our young people, that the Lord will lead our young people, He will use our young people. You've seen something of the fruit of those prayers tonight, 
as four of our young people have stood and explained all of that. As we pray that, of course, you would agree it's a blessing to see our young people led, used, uh, and under the, 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 over the hand of God upon them. But that is how God reaches the nations. In His will, that is how God makes His name known as our young people, as others in the church, are sent out to make the way of God known, to make the salvation of God known, whether that's in short term, as our young people have done, or whether that's in giving an entire life of service to make the way and the salvation of God known upon the earth. But what is the outcome of all that? Verse 3 and verse 4, we'll read those together. Let the people praise Thee, O God. Let all the people praise Thee. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for Thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon the earth. So the people, in verse 2, it's described people all across the nations and all across the world. They've been saved. They've come to know and they're walking in the ways of God. Eyes have been opened to all of that. What does it lead to? Those people will praise Him. They will be made glad. They will sing for joy. And here in verses 3 and 4, we're getting to the heart of what missionary effort is all about. This really takes us to the end of it all, to be used by God to call more out of sin, but not just out of sin, to be ones who will bring praise to the Lord. Simply, the Lord wants more praisers. That's not a real word, but we can pretend it is for tonight. The Lord wants more praisers. That's what verse 3 and 4 is all about. And we've seen the fulfillment of that. And I'm not even talking about the video. As we sang tonight in our opening hymn, we were hearing with our own ears the fulfillment of this psalm. Let the people praise thee. The Gentiles, that's who the psalmist had in mind, every one of us who is here tonight. But again, we heard another fulfillment when we heard the Kenyans singing together. Most beautifully, when we heard Northern Irish and Kenyan voices singing together, bringing praise to the same God. That is what God had in mind with this psalm. That is what God has always had in mind. Here we have His global vision to have a choir of praisers out of every tribe, out of every tongue, and out of every nation who will praise Him now on earth as we have been doing already tonight, but not only that, to continue praising, continue singing for joy throughout all eternity as we get that vision and revelation of those gathered in their white robes around the Lamb singing His praise out of every tribe, every tongue, and every nation. And so, I pray that that will even encourage you tonight uh, to see how our prayers for blessing for this church will be used as a blessing, not just for us here, but across the face of the entire earth.